Today is Q&A day, my friends, and you're about to get a serious dose of self-directed investor radio enlightenment. I'm Brian Ellis, and this is episode number 46. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Great questions. Great questions, my friends. You folks have sent in some great questions to me at feedback at SDIRadio.com and at the various events I've spoken at, and I am eager to answer them right now. A quick note. Thank you to the Georgia Real Estate Investors Association for having me out to speak at your boot camp last night. It was a pleasure to meet you all. Clearly, you folks love the notion of real estate note investing and the Kingmaker strategy, and I look forward to serving you well in the future. Also, I've just been invited to speak at a conference in San Diego at the end of May. More details to come. I'll also likely set up a self-directed investors meetup for that time frame as well. So be sure to email me at feedback at SDIRadio.com if you're interested in joining us. Okay, two great questions today. Last night, Mike Jacobson at Georgia Rhea asked me a great question. He's a very savvy user of his self-directed IRA, and he asked, what can I do about UBIT if my IRA borrows money to purchase a home like in your Kingmaker strategy? This is a great question. For those of you who may not know, UBIT, which is an acronym for Unrelated Business Income Tax, is a type of tax that IRAs must pay when, among other things, they profit from a deal where debt was used to make the original investment. So, for example, if your IRA borrows 90% of the money to finance the purchase of an asset, then your IRA will owe regular income taxes on 90% of the profit from that asset. But it turns out that this tax is easy to beat, as I explained to Mike. The answer? Just don't do these deals in a self-directed IRA. Instead, do them in a self-directed 401k. 401ks are not subject to income tax on debt-financed income. Period. Problem solved. It's just another reason that self-directed 401ks are better in every way than self-directed IRAs. Next question comes from Amber Simpson, who was kind enough to rate this show five stars on iTunes. Thank you, Amber. She writes, I'm a software engineer, and my husband is a cardiac surgeon here in San Francisco. We have strong income and a lot of liquid capital. The stock market really scares me, and secured real estate notes appeal to me, but my husband thinks there's not enough profit in them. He really thinks we should be doing better than 10 to 12% annually. Do you have any suggestions for how to convince him? Thank you. I love your show and listen to it each morning when I'm in the gym. Great question, Amber, and thanks for being a listener. Curiously, real estate notes do not tend to appeal to men as quickly as they do to women. That's particularly true for younger men. I don't know, but I'd guess you and your husband are in your 30s or 40s and have only been aggressively growing your capital base during the last five years or so. If that's your husband's frame of reference, then all he's really seen is the S&P 500 skyrocket by 72% in that time period. But what he hasn't seen is the fact that on a real $2,015 basis, the S&P 500 has only gone up by a bit less than 7% total since January 1, 2000. And when your frame of reference in stocks is limited only to a time when the market has been booming, well, it skews your perspective. Curiously, though, note investing routinely beats even the stellar performance we've seen in stocks in the last five years. Let me show you how. Imagine you buy or create a 30-year note with a face value of 100 grand at 10% interest. 
and that your basis in this note is $80,000. Note, this isn't a pipe dream. You can do this. I shared how to do this using the Kingmaker strategy back in episodes 30 and 31. So your real yield on this note is about 12.88%. The first distinction you've got to help your husband to see is that this return is both very strong and it's consistent. You'll see that money coming in each and every year. It's both profitable and predictable, very desirable things. Plus, there's a real asset backing up your capital, unlike the stock market where your only security is in the form of a worthless stock certificate. But here's another little factoid. Statistically, most mortgages are paid off roughly every seven years or so. So let's do a little seven-year analysis of the note above, including a repayment, versus the last seven years of the S&P 500. The S&P has risen a respectable 56% in the last seven years. The first two years of that period saw a terrifying decline. It was just like falling off a cliff, then followed by steady gains for the past five years. So to make a clear comparison with your note investment, if you had a basis of $80,000 in the S&P 500 investment, that investment would have become worth about $124,000. Contrast that with the note that I described above. You've invested eighty grand. Seven years into it, you will have collected over $68,000 in interest. That's a total return of 85%. Already, you're crushing the S&P 500 for the same period. But that's not all, because if your note pays off at the seven-year mark, which is the statistical average payoff point for mortgages, you're going to collect another $20,000, because that's the difference between your basis of eighty grand and the $100,000 value of the note. Therefore, your profit number will be $88,000, a little more than that, a total return of over 110%. Amber, those are real numbers. The S&P has yielded about 56% in the last seven years, or there's a typical note that's yielded nearly twice that in the same time period. Plus, your note is secured at all times. And, And there's one other angle, Amber, that I want you to think about and to encourage your husband to consider as well. At the beginning of this deal, you invested $80,000. Now, that same capital has more than doubled in value. And what that means realistically is that you can now do two note deals of similar size rather than one without adding a single penny of additional capital. And then in a few more years, you're likely to be able to double up again. There's simply a degree of consistency and predictability that exists with good notes that does not and can never exist in stocks. But unlike Other low-risk investments like bonds, the beauty of a good note is that there is a very, very attractive return potential. It's not only possible, but it's predictable. So, Amber, be patient with your husband and help him to understand what we've discussed here. Plus, maybe make an agreement with him for you to independently manage a portion of your portfolio. Because at the end of the day, nothing will make your case better than for your returns to be higher and less volatile than his. That's all for today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so grateful to have you as a listener. Please be sure to subscribe right now to Self-Directed Investor Radio on iTunes so you don't miss a single episode. And remember, invest wisely today. Live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 